Hello, this is um, the next podcast for my real estate advisor. My name is Guy Brown. Um, so the title of this podcast will be um, Successes and Failures. To give you an idea of uh, how I'm working outside the box with the business. So a normal orthodox real estate agent works for um, a franchise so it'll be a main, mainstream franchise um, you know like uh, LJH Ray White um, Bell Property uh, Place one of those basically uh, one of the main companies McGrath um, Harcourts somebody like that and what tends to happen in these sorts of um, agencies is they're given some basic training to kick off with uh, if they're new. Um, they're given a, an area they've got to work in, so in a certain suburb. Uh, so they might be given 10 streets that, right, these are your 10 streets and, and we want you to cold call these streets and knock on doors and dish flyers out and give people your business card and whatever. So the brand new agent starts doing that and they work those streets and they do the old school method they might eventually pick up a listing um, and if they sell it and it's all successful great then they've got to find another one and so on and so on and it's an ongoing battle it's an ongoing struggle there's no you can't take any time off go on holiday or whatever You've got to continue to keep chasing people all the time. And that's your little area and that's the world you work in. And, uh, you know, it'll be very unfortunate if you're up against a particularly uh, good office that's local um, or, you know, agents that have been there for 10 years or or what have you. Because the agents that have been there for 10 years that are making, you know, 100 grand a year or maybe more, uh, they might be spending upwards of $40,000 a year promoting themselves in that local area. So the perception for the people that live there is, you know, um, this bloke, Joe Bloggs, is the best real estate agent since sliced bread and he's the best in the area. He sold the one on my street. He's, you know, he's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And that's because he's constantly advertising in the area he's got his face on the bus stop he's got uh, a billboard up or he's he's uh, he's he puts letters through the door every week or month or whatever ongoing for years and years and years and years so as soon as they think about real estate they think of this bloke oh joe blogs he's amazing he's he's all over it well, Joe Bloggs, in all honesty, is probably crap. Joe Bloggs is probably, you know, one of the crappiest real estate agents going. But he's persevered and he's, you know, paid to get to where he is. He's, he's done his first two years of hard slog of, oh my God, this is a nightmare, to, right, I've sold, you know, so many properties now, I'm okay, I've got enough money sat in the bank to actually consider this as my now, this is my career. How do I sustain this, right? Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hammer the area with with uh, my face and, and my number and everything else until 
people capitulate and go, oh, this guy must be the best thing since sliced bread. Chances are he or she is not the best thing since sliced bread. They're probably mediocre. So I've been down that road and when I started off, um, my first principle, um, to put it mildly, was crap. He told me to go knock on doors in a certain suburb and basically didn't cut it down to 10 streets. It was do the whole suburb because I just want listings in there. So I was like, oh, great, okay. Um, so I did. So I cold called the whole suburb. I door knocked the whole suburb. I dished every, all my business cards out to everybody that lived there. And I was up against the number one office in Brisbane that were in the same um, franchise. We had 20 agents all work in the same area. So I had like boldly diddly chance of, of being successful based on what he told me. Then I ended up getting um, a, a co-listing with another agent in the office that was miles away in a totally different area and working with a, um, a developer. <clears throat> and the developer was a nutcase. We took the property to auction. She wouldn't accept the offer. Um, I had multiple different offers on that development. I had the land to be bought off her, the houses to be bought individually, all the houses to be bought at once, the slabs to be bought, the whole project to be bought off her. So I had developers and different buyers and, and I, I presented her with about 10 or 20 different offers in different combinations. Every combination you can imagine to sell that property in that weird location that I had to take because I was desperate to get listings at the time. So she rejected all of those and didn't go ahead. And then the agency said, look, you know, you've been with us for so, so long, uh, you haven't sold anything, off you go. And that was my first experience of being a real estate agent. Not a very positive experience. I knocked on hundreds, if not thousands of doors. Um, I picked up uh, 10 listings to start off with with this developer. I'd given her every opportunity to, to sell one of the properties to then move on and complete the project. And I'll tell you now, to this day, multiple years later, I've gone back to that location and that project hasn't moved. So the first stage was built, the first 10 properties. And then the second stage has not been built. The third stage has not been built. So it's just sat there with these lonely 10 properties on something that should be like 40, 50 houses sat there. And either that builder or developer has gone broke or they've just not bothered to finish it off. So they still own the land and they put the slabs down, but nothing's happened. So a fool and their money are soon parted, but it put me in a bad light because it was like, well, you know, it's my fault. But I was like, well, I was warned by the previous agent Previous agent was Ray White, and, and they said, um, I rung them up and said, look, we're gonna take over the listing. And the bloke was like, oh, well, lots of luck. She doesn't take any offers. And I thought, oh, okay, well, we'll see, we'll see how things go. Cause I was always optimistic with it. And yeah, lo and behold, she didn't take any offers. And all the other people that I've been dealing with within that suburb that, you know, I had hammered, with tire kickers, with time wasters, you know, they own a couple of properties and they're like, oh yeah, they're worth a lot of money, but I don't want to sell them, I'm just going to hold on to them or, 
whatever. So it was a it was a real struggle. And then I moved to the next company, um, and that was a bit more organised. It was a case of here's a suburb, here's ten streets, away you go, make it happen. And that went okay. Then I moved on to another one. Um, better agency, got a couple of listings, sold them. I started to find my feet with what I was doing. Then later on, uh, worked for the REIQ. Then I started to move more towards business development because uh, with being a normal real estate agent, you tend to work 60 hours a week. You work every weekend and a lot of the time your wages are split so you you've got to pay a retainer back or you end up on commission only it's a high risk job to be fair it's not a steady job so i've done the business development uh, for a couple of years and that was okay but i was using my own car a lot of the time uh, some firms i wasn't using my own car but some i was and the commission wasn't really good enough for the amount of work that I was doing. I mean, one petition, I was um, traveling all over Queensland and I was training people for a couple of hours at a time and I was on basic money for that. And my commission was based on their performance. So if they didn't sell something, I didn't make any money. So really, that wasn't worth my time. But as over the years, you sort of you you work with other real estate agents, and you and you work in different offices, and you work in different fields, and you pick up different things. So you you know you learn about commercial real estate, you can learn about residential real estate, you learn learn about property management, uh, on-site managers, complexes, uh, apartment buildings, um, townhouses, you know, house and land packages, builders all sorts of different things and you then you can sit back and go okay well in this industry what am I interested in what do I want to do do I want to be a regular real estate agent that does the 60 hours a week and you know carpet bombs people with leaflets uh, in a suburb or what what do I what do I actually want to do so after I'd finished being a business development manager for the last time, I decided to start my own company with a business partner and then work with people I'd worked with from other offices and things like that as well. And I got a contract with um, one of the largest builders in Queensland uh, that were in the top 10 uh, builders for Queensland and just recently won an award for the best builder in the whole of Australia so I picked a good builder it took me uh, 50 meetings to find that company I met with 50 different builders all over Queensland from the Sunshine Coast to the Gold Coast all over the place um, so yeah so I, I'm happy with that outcome good builder always given me um, a minimum of 20 listings at any time so I've got 20 house and land packages from that builder ongoing forever so which is great uh, the only downside is that the builder doesn't um, pay for the marketing the advertising so you've got to suck it up and you've got to find a combination that works with that which is you know proven to be quite difficult because um, you can get a deal with REA but REA um, 
don't really bring much to the table. There's Facebook advertising, social media, and then again, it's there. I'm still tweaking that now, I'm still working on that now to get that to work properly using a third party. Child one guy out, try another guy out. Um, but I think ultimately it might be one of those things where I've got to go to, uh, you know, a, a heavy hitter, an expensive company and use them to generate the, the business the leads and things like that. So yeah, so there is that aspect of it, but from a normal real estate, um, if I was just a normal real estate uh, agent and I've got 20 listings, I'm flying because it's hard enough to get one listing, but I've got 20. So then I've networked with developers um, in different locations. Now, now there's a big difference between a developer that gives the listing to you direct and it's an exclusive and they're not using anybody else or one that farms it out to everybody in their mom. So you've got to think of that if you are going to work with developers and builders that if you get an exclusive, like there's one built, um, developer in particular, I'm, particular I'm going to work with, it's going to give me 81 listings next year. Now, I'm pretty much sure that this is going to be an exclusive deal. Well, that's a big difference because all the inquiry that comes in off it is going directly to you. It's not being shared with anybody else. Um, you know, there isn't anybody else's adverts online or anything else like that. So you're not competing with somebody else to get leads in to then convert them into sales. So if it's, if it's an exclusive deal, that's probably the best way to go. If you can't get an exclusive deal, for example, I've contacted a chap the other day. Now, this to me is a success because the chap has 132 properties for me to sell in two different locations. And the average price is over, I think, $445,000. So it's about, in total, it's around about $67 million worth of real estate to sell. Now, even if I'm sharing that with, you know, 10 other companies and I only get 10% of that, it's still uh, $300,000 worth of commission, thereabouts. So that is a very good year's wage for somebody. So that's the way I look at it as well. You know, yes, this bloke is probably farming this out to everybody and their mom, but, you know, if I do a good job and people are interested in his product, which looks like a good quality design and everything else, and it's in a, probably a sought after area, then we should do well out of it. So you've got that, you've got the exclusive with another developer, you've got an ongoing contract with a builder, so that puts me at um, well over 200 listings, probably pushing towards 250 listings. So, you know, it's it's a lot of money's worth of business. You know, it's, it's probably close to 80 or $90 million worth of business there, you know, real estate to sell and then of course your percentage is higher with brand new properties and things like that you know the the, the one guy's paying the five percent plus the gst um the builder pays a much higher rate than a regular listing because they haven't got a sales team because they haven't got their own marketing and advertising because they're farming it out to somebody else so they've got to pay them the commission there and because their profit margin is very good, because it is, you know, a house and land package, it is a development that 
I mean, obviously they bought a big block of land for peanuts that they've subdivided, and then you know they're, they're gonna they're gonna turn a decent profit out of it. Someone from a real estate agent's point of view, who would you rather be? Would you rather be the bloke with, uh, you know, he sells one listing a month and he probably does 12 for the year if he's very lucky. You might have two in one month. He might get to have Christmas off um, and then he's working mad all year. Or do you want to be the bloke that, that has an ongoing contract with a builder with 20 listings all the time and then does deals with developers that give you listings all over Brisbane and Queensland and everywhere. And it's an ongoing thing. You know, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the person that can earn, uh, you know, $750,000 to $3 million a year? Or do you want to be the person that can earn, I don't know, one hundred twenty? thousand dollars a year and sell 10 or 12 properties because you've got to remember uh the split's never going to be that good with an agency they're going to take the retainer back off you or they're going to or if you commission only they're still going to take quite a bit of the money chunk of money out out of your commission whereas if you work for yourself um then yeah, you you know the money's yours basically, yours and the taxman. Obviously, the taxman's gonna go go to town. But then there's ways and means around that. You can employ other people. You can um, lease a premises. You can do all sorts of different things. Put the money back into the company. Um, buy vehicles, get them wrapped. All sorts of different things. You know, if you start, I mean, if it becomes a problem where you're making too much money, that's a problem I'd like to have. So, to sum up, I've tried to be a worker bee. I've tried to be, you know, I've worked in sales for for close to 20 years, all up now. And I've done the sitting in a call centre, ringing people up. That's why I'm, I can ring people up and close people over the phone. And I'm very good at doing all that kind of thing and, and building rapport very quickly because I've worked in a call centre. I've worked in multiple call centres. I've worked in different industries i've sold all sorts of different things you know i've sold a bit of everything cars insurance um telecommunications stuff all sorts of mad stuff all from across the board i've done face-to-face meetings i've done business to business work i've done business to consumer i can literally sell ice the eskimos um you know and i've tried to fit into that little world of being a worker bee, stick to the script, uh, do this, that and the other and you'll earn good commission and everything will be okay and, and all the rest of it. But unfortunately, I'm not a worker bee and sales isn't uh, a long-term career path that's going to work. No sales job is, is secure. Whether or not if you're an account manager, a business business development manager, if you're working in a call centre as a salesperson, if you're a door-to-door salesman, if you're um, you know a salesperson in an office just ringing people up, it's not a secure job. You you're easily replaceable with somebody else. The only talent you've got is your communication skills and your training that you may or may not have had over so many years with different companies to how, on how to close people and and to do be a salesperson. 
but ultimately, if your face doesn't fit, you're easily replaceable. You can easily go out and get 10 more of you at a drop of a hat. So you've got no job security, no stability, um, commission that keeps disappearing. Uh, you know, they'll put in loopholes and things so they don't have to pay you a commission, all that sort of stuff. So it's an ongoing struggle to be a salesperson. So I'm not a worker bee. I'm a killer renegade bee. So I want to go out and mix with successful people, sell multiple properties, um, work in different locations all over Queensland. I don't want to be, oh, I'm stuck in this suburb now. I only work here. I can't deviate. I must stick to the script. I must do as I'm told, blah, blah, blah. What's the point? Why are you going out and working for somebody and making them a load of money when you could be working for yourself and making yourself a load of money? And yeah, there's a lot of risk involved. It is difficult, it's expensive. You've got to have insurance, you've got to have a full license. You've got to set a website up. You've got ongoing advertising and, and bills and everything else that you've got to cover. But ultimately, without the risk, there's no reward. So I'm happy to take the risk. And, you know, if I have to go and get a second job or do what I've got to do to fund the business, it's well worth it because when you've got millions of dollars worth of listings to sell and you're advertising them and you and, and you start to get inquiries on them and then you start to sell a few, you soon don't have to go to work for anybody. And then you've got a very successful business overnight. Um, you're starting to earn a lot of money just because you're good at networking with people. I've networked with accountants, solicitors, um, other real estate agencies, people in different fields, um, across the board, anybody that's related to real estate uh, in one way or another, you know, people that do the building and past tradies, all sorts of different people to build a network of people that can recommend me to other people um, and build a company up. Um, and so, yeah, so you, you've got to put yourself out there and put the effort in. And I much more enjoy uh, ringing a developer up and having a chat to them and say, okay, mate, what land have you got available? Where is it? Um, what's your plan? Have you got the place subdivided? Um, you know, what's your marketing budget? Have you got a marketing budget? Are you using other companies? You know, all sorts of different things to find out where they're at, what they're doing, how I can help them um, and putting deals together as opposed to knock, knock, knock. Yes, I'd like, do you, do you want to sell your house? No, I don't. Okay, next door. Knock, knock, knock. Do you want to sell your house? No, I don't. All right, next door. Repeat that 50 times until one person goes, oh yeah, maybe I'll have an appraisal. Yeah. Do an appraisal, come back in your suit, put a, give them the appraisal so sit in the house, go, oh yeah, it's a lovely house, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to sell it then? No, I just wanted to know how much it was worth. Or... And they're going to get appraisal off you, two or three other people, and then they're going to pick the agent whose face is on the, uh, on the bus stop. So, yeah, no thanks. Uh, I'd rather deal with somebody that's got multiple properties to sell. They're going to pay me a fair rate for, for the work I'm going to do. And, um, you know, I'm going to be treated with a little bit of respect. 
I'm going to go into an office and put up with some office manager who's a clown, you know, talking down to me um, and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, my advice would be, you know, if you're happy being a worker bee, be a worker bee. But make sure you're careful with, with who you work for because if you pick the wrong industry and you pick the wrong firm and you're in sales prepare to be bounced around you know as many times as you as you can count because that's what will happen because they'll go oh we haven't got the budget for you anymore so goodbye bang or oh we didn't quite do what i wanted you to do so goodbye bang now you try writing a cv that's that's not a work of fiction after that you try going to people for an interview. Oh, well, why are we only in that job for that amount of time? That that does not look good. Or you won't even get an interview. You won't even get an interview because they'll look at your CV if you've written the truth and nothing but the truth. And they will go, well, what the hell, mate? You know, you're moving around more than um, chess pieces on the chessboard here. What, what's going on? So... You know, you might be lucky, you might drop on, you might work two years at a time somewhere. But who wants to work two years at a time? Who wants to keep changing jobs? Why wouldn't you want to stay somewhere for five to ten years minimum? You know, why have the risk of being moved around all the time and having your life disrupted? Who wants that? You know? If you've got a profession like, let's say, for example, you're a nurse and you work in a hospital, chances are you're going to work there for many, many years and you're not going to have to move unless the hospital shut down or there's wage cuts or something drastic has got to happen for you to lose your job. You know, you've got to kill somebody first. I'm going to do that as a salesperson. You try working in a call centre. You try saying the script wrong three times in a row in the same month and see how long you last. You'll be gone. Because they'll say, no, you made a mistake on the script again. We've recorded you. We'll play it back to you. Yeah, you did it again. We're not paying you commission. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, you keep making mistakes. Off you go. Or we don't like how you're talking. You're too friendly. You're too this. You're too that. Cheerio. Off you go. Or you were late to come, coming back from your toilet break. Or you were late this morning because of whatever. And you've been late this month two times. So get, get stuff. We're going to get somebody else. You're so easily replaceable as a real, as a, a regular salesperson. It's not even funny. You can look at somebody the wrong way and you're out the door. So if you're happy to be a worker bee, be a worker bee. But if you're not happy being a worker bee, be a killer renegade bee. Network with people from all over the world like I've done. Push yourself as hard as you can. Um, go and meet people. Face to face, that's very important because people don't bother doing that anymore. Go meet people face to face, sit down with them so they can see that you're a genuine person and you want to work hard for them and go out and get the business for yourself and work for yourself and do what you want to do. If you want to stick to one suburb or whatever, stick to one suburb. If you want to work all over Queensland, great. If you want to work in other states with other people, great. If you want to sell properties to people from all over the world, great. Do it, you know. Do what makes you comfortable and what you're happy to do. And keep going and be successful. You know, there will be a lot of failures. That's what sales is. It's it's 95%. It's rejection. You're ringing people up. They're telling you no. You're knocking on people's doors. They're telling you no. 
most of the time it is no, 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 no. But when it's a yes, if you work in real estate, that yes comes with several zeros behind it. It's worth a lot of money to you. You know, you sell one property for a builder and that's $35,000. That's, you know, for some people, that's half a year's wages in one go. That might have taken you a week to close somebody, just to buy a new house and land package, for example. So think about it like that. Do you want to, you know, go work for somebody and earn peanuts an hour, put up with a, a load of shit, or do you want to go and work for yourself and be potentially on $5,000 an hour? You know, think it through. But yeah, from my point of view, I've set the company up to um, give something back. So, you know, part of the commission will give back to the client if they're buying a new property from me, um, if it's if it's possible. Um, if we've got clients with existing...